0: So I I found that when we moved in here, I stopped doing everything that I was doing before I moved in here. Because when I was at my house and I had all my shit boxed up, there was less. So I was focusing on the things that were more important. So I was blogging more. I was doing more web design. I was doing more reading. It's less of the exterior stuff and more of just you and what you need. Not just what I need, but like the, the physical tangible things like i had so many of them and not i still do but i tucked them all away so i don't have to see them and i could like focus on them at a later date but i noticed when i started to get stuff out of my way it like freed up space in my head like i remember i was upstairs um like putting clothes away and i i had my closet open just serious like i know it might sound dumb but i'm serious about this I had both the closet doors open and I just saw all the shit in there from when we, I think we'd maybe been here for like a month. And you're like, fuck all this. No, I wasn't like, <laughs> well, I, I was kind of like, fuck all this, like, but in my head I was it, like, man. okay, I got to get all this stuff cleaned up and then I got to go do this and then I got to do this. And like, I, I wrote my planner that I was going to do like that. I was going to f- fuck with the website today and record a podcast. And I ended up just like leaving the house because I felt so like stressed out about all this shit. Like, like this to do list that I made in my head. That was surrounding all these, like physical things that had to be done. So it's like if I didn't have all, if I didn't have all these things, like it'd be a lot easier. And so now, was a, I, I was at work the other day. I wear gray every day at work, just a plain gray T-shirt every day to work. And one of the guys I work with looks across at me and he said, "I'm glad you decided to change it up today and wear gray." Like, sarcastically, because I wear gray every single day. And just, like, being like that and, like, pulling my focus back. Because I remember even when I was a kid and I would get ready for school in the morning, I had to rush out the door because I was so concerned about, like, what I was wearing. And that went all the way from, like, elementary all the way into high school. So being here now and not worrying about dumb shit like that. Like, it makes it, it makes everything so much more easy, and, like, I have access to doing all the things that I want.
1: So, is this just because you no longer have so many things to deal with? I mean, because you, like, what are we talking specifically, like, homework? You know, emails to get back to, things to do with school, your, your home life? I would say,
0: just, like, the essential shit, you know? Like, like what actually matters? Like when you walk into your house and you look around and I'm not trying to like Marie Kondo, you, you, the, the, um, you know who that is, right? No. The lady from Netflix that like goes into people's houses and like cleans all their shit and like changes their whole life because like she just helps yeah. them get rid of shit. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying like what actually matters to you? And is it like stuff that if you didn't have it, you'd be like, eh, I don't oh, fucking
1: need it. I'm see. I think I got that very Early on. Like, I knew I, I that I needed this, that, and, and the third. and Yeah. Other than that, I got it right here, you know? and Exactly. Like, literally, like, what? I need a phone. I was on the go. Like, I was house staying, you know. I think you learn who you are when you're constantly on the go, when you're changing places, when you're in different environments. Mm-hmm. And I think I was doing that early on. And that gave me a, a good sense of what I needed. Not who I was, but like what I needed in life. So, you know. I, it, yeah. I could fit everything I needed in this backpack. <laughs> and I could go in. That's ahead. like the
0: the David Goggins method right there. Is it really? You, you know him, right? Yeah. He, every anytime he's on a podcast, he'll say that, like he's got all the shit that he needs in his backpack. Like cool. so, he's like the shit in my backpack and a subway sandwich, and I'm good to go. Like that's that's, that's what he's. And mean, it's like,
1: I never heard him say that, but it's true. It's it's, I, yeah, I do I do the same thing. I think it's important. It, there's it, a certain level of confidence that you have with that. Not a, like a boisterous confidence, but no, not at all. There's this level of security in yourself where, because you get it. Like you yeah, understand like, like what I you need actually me. need. And then if I need anything else, it's going to be in that bag. Yeah. And it's also like, uh, what's the word? Um, simplistic. Like if I need anything, I can go to one place all the time. It's in that bag. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just. But yeah, in terms of um, just.
0: Put it this way. So New York City. I and now Rochester, New York. So Reverse culture shock. Not even, but it relates to what we were just talking about with like, you, you basically got rid of a lot of shit, like, in oh, in
1: theory when you moved here. I did that again. I've mm-hmm. there's so much shit in boxes in my room right now and like in the attic, and I'm just like, I don't need this. And most of the stuff that I accumulate, I try and God, I'm gonna sound so like lifeless, but like we just talked about, like I have everything in that bag, mm-hmm. and and other than like a PlayStation or something, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of just try to acquire things to give myself some sort of, like, just to fill the the emptiness in the room, you know? Like, things I that I, I like, you know, like the Naruto Pop Pets, you know? like Yeah. I have that in there. And then when I move and they're in the boxes and then they don't come out of the boxes, I realize that I really don't care about that stuff. It's... It's just filler. It's like recreational stuff that's, that's part of your personality and who
0: you are because it's like an interest that you have. Mm-hmm. But I even, I'm the same way. I had a bunch of like decorations and like all, all that shit when I moved and when I started unpacking everything and I was trying to just kind of cram shit places for the sake of like putting it somewhere and getting it out of a box. I was like, do I really need this? Like, yeah. what does this do for me? Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, grow. Like, what is this doing for me? It, it was, like, not essential. But I was saying, like, in theory, like, the intangible things from when you moved back home. Like, you... How should I say this? I don't want to say you left a bunch of shit in the city. Do you know what I mean if I say that? Like, you left a bunch of shit in the city. Like, you... Because you, you've been talking about, like, how your thought process is kind of changed or like you're you kind of like trying to since i've been home or just yeah since you've been home since you're, yeah. you're trying
1: to like figure shit out i've like, been off center that's i'm i i've been i changed kind of the way that i thought my last semester of college i mean it had been a process but i didn't get into that space until i was finishing that last semester in this past winter and then like once i got off on my own and i was just doing the the regular thing you know um that's when i kind of like it kinda like sunk in for me. Um but um coming back here, I feel like I lost that. Like I feel like I've been oh, that's why I was nervous to do this is because I got into such a great headspace. And now I was miserable, but as far as like talking to people and like holding my own in that aspect, like I was I thought I was doing great. I thought I had made strides in my personal life. And then and then I got here and I think it was just because everything's been so up in the air for me but man i'm the, yeah it's a little rough just not having a center and, and do you know what i mean by that yeah like like like, like
0: a north, north star King. type thing <clears throat> what like a north star
1: oh yeah i thought you meant the school yeah no oh uh, shout out to tyler Albo oh. um and shane um no i mean just like your uh, your spiritual place you know i wouldn't say happy place cuz that's but but um you find comfort in, in routine. Well, everyone finds comfort in routine. Some yeah. of us, maybe not. Um, I... Everyone would. Just so, just to make clear, I've, I've been here for like the past two weeks, and <clears throat> I came home kind of on a, on a whim, um, and I'm impatient, and I like to make quick decisions, but some, most times they pay off, because I have a strong intuition. Um... But it happened so fast, and and I don't have a job yet. (laughs) Um, So I've just been waking up. I've been trying to stay in that schedule because I've been waking up early, and you know me, I'm a night owl. But when I was in the city, I was waking up. I was enjoyably waking up at 8 or 9 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I would just... The morning, man, the mornings are so nice. Mm -hmm. just To just wake up and just do nothing. Or do work, you know, whatever it is that you need time for and get up and do that shit in the morning, man. That's, that's a funny contrast. Why?
0: I would, uh, and this is, this is something that I've adapted to like over the past two months, like very recent. But I think it's funny that you mentioned that because I, uh, I, I feel like I need to get up and start doing things. Like the second I'm awake, you know, Uh like I'll wake up early before the sun is up or before the sun is like about to come up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I got to start doing things right now. Just because of the sun? No, just because I'm up. Like,
1: what do you you mean with like just doing nothing? Well, for me, the way that I work every like day to day life is I'm someone who needs to be doing something. Like I it like what you just said, like I wake up and I'm like, alright, it's time to it's time to get busy. But I don't really have a say in that. It's not something it's not a choice that I make. It's it's my body, it needs to have its hands on something or um I'm lose it. Because I'll it'll I'll take that out on the insides. Yeah. So But that's like the artistic side of you too. Yeah. So I mean I guess that goes into just if I'm doing something or not, but even still, uh I think we all need time to ourselves, and I guess it's called me time, you know? Definitely. You know, because if you are getting up for work every day, like, you say if you get up early, my schedule was 9 to 5. I was literally doing the 9 to 5 thing just to get through school, and then afterwards I, that's what I did. Yeah. And um, shit sucked, first of all. What were we, um... Oh, yeah. Um. So on Saturdays, it's like, all right, well, I'm tired, so, like, let me rest, let me sleep in. Yeah. And I'd sleep in and and I'd lose my day and then it would mess up my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. It's like, why am I staying up late to do the things that I could do in the morning? I don't know. And I think it's different. I think waking up early to do stuff is different from staying up late to do stuff. I think there's a difference. Like, I think our bodies kind of recognize that. Yeah. I guess I'm weird because I'm an artist and I don't like to stay
0: up late anymore and do things. Mm -hmm. But most people do it. I mean, you get sidetracked, though. I get sidetracked all the time. You get sidetracked to a point where you'll look at a clock and... Like, this happened the other night. I was watching uh, Joe Rogan on YouTube. And I just kept telling Casey, like, yeah, I'll be right up. I'll be right up. I'll be right up. Because I was... Like, it just kind of, like, took my attention.
1: Wait, is there going to be a copyright because of the music?
0: It's probably not even loud enough to even pick up. So no, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> if they, if they want to pull ads, if if I even decide to put any on, they can do that.
1: It's fine. I was thinking we could break this up because I feel like the first part was kind of, you know. No, it's fine. I cut it wherever. How far is it already? Um, I have no idea. I would have to. Uh, I mean, we're halfway through this album.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to save it and pull it back, but we've only been going for about thirty minutes because we started at one fifteen. Yeah. It's only one forty right now. It's really it's really not as long as you think, but it seems I mean, like I it's wanna, long. Uh, no, I mean I want to like. Okay, so me. I try not to cut it, but like, if if we had like a a, a break for any reason, which I don't think we will. I, I've never experienced that. Even when Pat and I would do the podcast together, we've never had like a a break where it's like, okay, we we need to like stop recording right now and like recenter ourselves. I guess it's just, just never happened.
1: I'm just looking to talk objectively, but I think that's because. See, I haven't really, like, talked about New York City. Yeah. I just haven't. Like, there haven't been... At least, there haven't... There has not been any men that I've been able to have a discussion with about this. It's always been women. Shout out to women. I love women. We're recording not this in like Not in, like, the sexual... Of course, in the sexual way, but women are fucking a blessing in every way. Most of the that's stuff... A, that's a fucking... That's very true. <laughs> well, it, it seriously is. I mean, most of the stuff that I've learned... Most of the very, very important things that I've learned have been from women. Yep. You know, young and old. My mom taught me how to act. I didn't have a dad to teach me how to act. I did, but he
0: never taught me how to act. Mm, If if I'm being honest. No, I feel you. And
1: then. Isn't that the weird thing? You learn how to be a man from women. It's true. Women. Women teach boys how to be men. What I was saying about New York, the the talking thing is, well, first of all, we all need a. After a, a bunch of events happen in life, whatever it is, good or bad, you have to unload, and you have to talk about it, and bounce it off of people, mm-hmm. you know, your brain is going to accumulate all this information, but, you know, if you're anything like me, I just, it's not that I didn't want to talk about it, it's just that I haven't really had the chance, and, and, yeah, not too many of my guy friends are, like, and yeah, nothing against them, but none of them really, like, are interested in how that experience has been. And that's probably because we all are going through our own experiences right now. And it's kind of weird to, to go up to, like, your homeboy and be like, yo, bro, like, can I can I tell you how my life's been? Like, <laughs> you know, right. it's it's not... It's weird, you know,
0: even... That, that through- has a lot to do with, like, how, how men perceive their relationship should be with other guys, though. Like, there's yeah. no... Like you feel like you have to be like emotionally withdrawn. And that got me in trouble with Casey a lot because I just like, (laughs) I, I I would bottle shit up and I would do that for like months at a time. Why? What? Because that was just how, how I thought I had to be.
1: Was there something that told you you had to think that way? Not that I, or not that I can recall. Did you tell you that you had to think that way?
0: I told myself that I thought I had to think that way because I noticed through just living that that's how a lot of it was. And that's why people like Lewis Howes write books like The Mask of Masculinity, where he talks about men being like emotionally withdrawn from how they they should function, like how much better you can function if you're not emotional, but like if you kind of express what you're feeling or what you're thinking, I wouldn't do that. Like, I I didn't do that for a long time. And I'm not just talking about my relationship. I'm talking about, like, life in general. Yeah. And, like, how it's, like, how much time have I wasted, like, hanging out with
1: people or... It's never wasted time. Don't ever think of it like that. That's true. You wouldn't have gotten to this conclusion had you not spent that time in that way.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Butterfly effect.
1: I just don't ever like to say, like, I wasted time, you know. Because it went towards something. Yeah. Your time is very valuable. You get something out of everything. And that, that's the whole point of the podcast, too. i to stick to men really quick. Because that's a, that's, that's a lot. I mean, we don't have to go into, like, masculinity. No. Um, we can. But, but, but pain is a difficult thing to process no matter who you are. Mm. And when you're a man, it's hard for me to speak to this because, yes, I'm a man, but... I've always kind of just done my own thing no matter what i I never really cared if I needed someone to talk to like the world gave me these problems like if I have to deal with them like you at least have to listen to me yeah. you know like let me tell you about you know. um, but uh, I feel like not to you know sound like this but I just feel like nobody cares. And nobody really does care, and 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 that's the importance of going back to the earlier topic of having yeah those few people around. Well, because I thi- you can't have this conversation with um you know Joe from work. No. He's gonna be like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? I yeah, don't care. Yeah, no, I I, <laughs> like think, I have I, three kids. I, I think that's where a lot of
0: the <laughs> and, I don't want to say misconception, but that's where. I think people could get misguided because you see a lot of people downloading their problems onto the internet, right? That's why you're not on Twitter anymore, because you just didn't want to be exposed to all the bullshit, right? Twitter? Twitter?
1: Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> that just... Tw- Twitter? <laughs> Twitter literally caused me to have really bad anxiety because... I'm somebody who tries my absolute darndest to see every single side of everything yeah. and to see the truth. Mm-hmm. There's, I just saw Willow Smith talk about this. It's not about being right. It's about being understood and understanding how someone feels. And, and that's aside from all sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. There's just so much to look at in that that I, I saw its complexity and I thought, well, I can't just say like saying words to respond to this it feels like doing a disservice something as complex as that I can't speak on that in like a tweet and nobody's gonna read that and know that I give a fuck the way that I do in what I'm saying like that I'm taking the time to say this and that usually just ends up in me getting frustrated and quitting and and, then like saying something that I shouldn't because it's you get angry that this is such a difficult process. Oh. Yeah. And people are fucking dicks, dude. They are. They're just... They're just shitheads. And and I can't... <laughs> but yeah, I deleted Twitter because it's full of shit. Yeah. People say a lot of dumb shit and they they forget that people are people at the end of the day. Yeah. People are people, man. <laughs> that was your Manchurian candidate word right there. I said Twitter and you
0: literally went Tw- Twitter, Twitter, Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just showed you how... <laughs> My brain skipped a beat because it remembered everything. <laughs> like this the, shit would piss me off. The man. chocolate guy from Spongebob? I, <laughs> I would get very upset. Yeah. Because people just say mm-hmm. that... I just, I, let's change the topic. Man. I mean, you're not going to say it to my face. You're just not going to say it to me. And, yeah. and you're not going to say it in public. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say it to nobody in public if you do someone's everyone's going to be like yo
0: it's a rude. different world it, it's it's a completely different world it, <laughs> it, it, it's funny
1: it's just that like i can tell that uh, i shouldn't say you don't know what you're talking about but
0: a lot of people don't and that's why they put it on twitter yeah. but
1: uh, you can't I, tell somebody that they don't know what they're talking about when they're speaking about like their own... I, yeah people discount exterior perspectives cuz they, do. they don't they say they don't understand and
0: that's that's why it's that's, true, like, the, the perfect place to, like, push the wrong button of someone because they don't, like, the context isn't there for anything anymore. Which is, again, yeah. like, with, withdrawing and figuring out what's essential. Like, does it matter if I put my opinion on the internet? Or does it, does it matter, like, if I react to someone's opinion? Because, like, I don't have the context behind it. Like, yeah. we're very withdrawn, like, just... Socially, just everyone, like the whole country, whole world, like is withdrawn from like understanding what the context is. Like you don't care about any, anything that surrounds anything. You just care about what you can see or like what you
1: hear. Yeah. That was the thing. And we're not going to talk about this. No, we're not. That was the thing with the, um, I don't know who his name is, but those kids with the mega hats and then the Native American. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Pat, Pat and I talked about that a while back and while we were talking about it, we were like, this is like... We, we don't have enough to go off of because it was that th-
1: there was no context. Like I went into work and my coworker, he's like, shout out Edwin. <laughs> uh, he's a little older than I am and he's a bit more, um, I don't know. But he, uh, he asked me one day in the morning what I thought about the situation. And I was like, fuck those kids. Like they were mad disrespectful. Right. Yeah. And he was like, Whoa, I said, I said, uh, I was like, fuck them, that was, that was uncalled for. And he was like, who? And I was like, them kids, man. And he was like, did you see all the footage? And I was like, no, but fuck them kids. And he was like, so you didn't see all the footage? And I was yeah. like, I mean, I saw a little bit. Yeah. And he was like, but did you see all of it? And I was like, man, what? What, just say it. And he's like, just go home and watch it. And I went home and I watched it and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, that's why you got to keep your mouth shut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got to keep your mouth shut. Plus, and... It, he's this, suing the fuck out of them, too. Yeah. The media, like social media. Yeah. He, yeah, he is. And yeah. he's, he's and probably going to win. It's... This, too, and this is an interesting...
0: No one, no one will ever... I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say this with, with how sh- shitty just things are in, in, in general is that in no situation has anyone ever acknowledged that everyone involved can be wrong. Like, it's always like a, you know, who, who did what? It's not like a, maybe no one did anything. Maybe both of them did something. I'm, I'm talking life in general.
1: Like, you see two people arguing. My maybe, side's right. No, you know, yeah. my side's right. Maybe no one's right. Maybe, exactly. Maybe you guys are both wrong. That's a good
0: point. Yeah. I, I've um, never I've never once, like, on, on TV or on social media, ever heard anyone say, like, you guys are both wrong. Or maybe you're both right, but, like, in your own way. or But it, it comes down to context.
1: You, th- ever, you ever been fighting with your girl? And, and have I ever... No, nah, I haven't. Have you ever heard someone arguing with their their significant other and then, like, the friend tries to butt in and they're, like, at the same time in sync? Fuck you! Like, shut up! No. It's kind of like... I, I, never mind, not not me, but, you know, we're here putting
0: our hands on our chest like, oh, it wasn't me, hands up, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Context is so important and that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast and anytime I blog or say anything on the internet, like I always have, there's got to be like, I, I need to be very, Instagram is different because if you really want to say anything, like you have the opportunity to use video. You can on Twitter too, but it's basically, it's for tweets. Yeah. So trying to put out a legitimate
1: point on there is very hard. Before you get into Twitter, go back to what you just had, the whole concept of, I already lost it. What? what, what context? Context. Uh, Using video? No, before that. Oh, with everything you need to know. You should know the context. You should take time to know the context. Yeah. That was the first thing that blew my mind when I was younger in high school. Was... Sorry. No, you're fine. It was seeing people fight like girlfriends or friends. and Or they would disown somebody because they heard they did this. And, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, but did you... Did you talk to him about that? Did you yeah. ask him why that happened? No, but I heard he did this, so fuck him. Yeah. Are you gonna... Did you want to ask him... Gra- grapevine what you, what culture. You of? Huh? Grapevine culture. <laughs> yeah. I heard from this
0: person who heard from this
1: person... It's <laughs> just blew my mind. It's like, you're just gonna run with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what... And it translates to news, too. It The world is just a big-ass high school, man. It is... It really is. <sighs> it's sad. Could it have could it have something to do with how we're taught in school? Yeah, I think so because what? that's also a good point. We could talk about education. What ours. I was saying earlier, how we're stuck in like this world, like the we should be civilized people. But we should, in, we should be in the civilization that we live in now. I feel like it's just it's so far removed from what we used to be and what we maybe should be moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. And, and to, to break down that wall any further, it kind of warrants the destruction or... Mm.
0: You need to be open-minded. And if if, and if anyone's confused, because I know that we... Shane and I are best friends, so we can get to rambling sometimes because we kind of understand where the other is coming from. And when I still want to talk about women because... That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. But we we kind of ramble sometimes just because we know where the other's at. Um, where was I going with this? So, Twitter. No, not, not Twitter. I'm just saying... We're, we're just talking about, like, the, the context of things in a general sense. Like, arguing with, like, a significant other or with a friend or with some stranger on the internet. It's, like, b- because the substance isn't there. So, like, it, within anything that is going on, if it's like some sort of conversation or you're trying to like portray a, give a message to like a higher up at your work or whatever, like you need to make sure that the context is there. So they have a solid
1: understanding of the, the situation or the communication that you're, you're giving them. Like, right. Like if I ask somebody for advice and I say, yo, I'm, I'm going to say this to my landlord or something like my brain just went off, but you ask them for advice. It's like, yes, men. You show somebody and they go, yeah, it sounds good. And then you maybe leave out something that you said to them that might have provoked them to to say this thing to you in the first place. Yeah. Which is the only reason that they're okay with you sending that. You see it on TV a lot, too. You're complicit in your own bias Mm. with that. That also spirals into politics and everything, you know? I.
0: I think a good example of this, because I, f- I feel like everyone watches Grey's Anatomy. I, went, I, I don't personally watch it, I but Casey watches eyebrow. it. Oh, and there's this one and episode, twisty. and I think it was like the first actual full twisty. episode I ever watched with her. Um, <laughs> that the I a lot of that show, and a lot of TV shows in general, this is just the, the, I, the example I'm thinking of. And I don't know what their names are, but uh, one of the guys was in this other... Girl's apartment, and she was really drunk and like stumbling and everything. So, he was trying to get her into bed, like in a, in a friendly like I need to take care of you way because you're drunk in that sense. Um, yeah. and her boyfriend came home while she was falling Ooh. and he fell on top of her and he beat the hell out of him. I remember him. Oh, yeah, he was you remember one, that? He's one of my favorite characters, but the, the, he walks in and he sees that. So, like, what are you gonna think? Yeah. Like Oh in, in terms of context. In terms of context. Like and I was yelling at the TV because I was like in the split few seconds that you you, you were standing there staring at him. Like I hate the the oh it's not what you think or oh no wait, just like let me explain. Happened. Like don't say let me explain. <laughs> just don't say let me explain. Just you need to drink. say we fell, she's drunk. And then like you know, the the reaction is up
1: to him. Yeah. Like tips, take, take that as you will. Walk in the door. Bro, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fuck her. I'm putting her I'm not I'm I don't want nothing to like do with this. you you don't, need to you, you, you gotta need to get learn rid how of the to discipline your emotions. Let
0: me explain. Cause discipline. let me explain, honestly, if I walked into a room and saw someone doing something suspect and they said, Oh, no, it's not what you think, or let me explain. Like, I'm going to assume that what you're doing is wrong. Exactly. And that's why your initial
1: reaction is oh that's not what you think i can explain why i'm wrong it's like no just tell not me even, what's yeah, happening just get, get into it i'm saying that's what their, their thought process is is oh i'll explain you'll explain what why this looks like i'm but guilt's funny bro i i think it's just people in terms of uh, the i forget his name it was so long since i watched the show um what I couldn't remember. He's my. He's. I'm gonna find his name. Hold on. I, I couldn't like remember. We should do this with more pauses in between. Cause, Cause cause no. Have,
0: if if we had video, it would be better.
1: Yeah, which is something that I really want to do. Something I should look into. Alex. Alex Karev. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah! 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 I like him a lot. He, he seems like. A shout out to Christina Yang, Meredith Grey, <laughs> Dark and Twisty Squad. Um... Miranda Bailey is probably Oh my god. I missed this show. I'm going to have to start watching. Close
0: it. his laptop. Uh-huh. I was
1: <laughs> about to. Um Jesse Williams. Look at all these guys, man. You you wanted to talk know. about
0: you you know what makes me mad about that show though? How every dude in that show has perfect stubble. Oh yeah. I say Derrick, that to Casey all the time. Like e- even Spence even if it's like a new character that comes on the show, I'm like, <laughs> does every is that like When you audition for the part, do they look at you and you're like, you don't have stubble, get the fuck out. It's
1: literally almost every guy in the show has perfect stubble. And all the dudes are like, just, I don't want to say steamy, but like, (laughs) that's how they are though. I'm going to get a beer. (laughs) How's it going, everybody? Hope You guys are having a good day. This is my first time doing this, so I wouldn't say it. it's nervous. I'm nervous, but it's fun.
0: You're doing great. You're doing this, great. This is doing great. I think this is gonna be the longest podcast I've recorded. You and I can do this for ever.
1: Definitely. We gotta go get Pat in like a hour, right? Yeah, we'll get him. No and worries. I feel like once we do this again, I, that was probably a good place to cut it and then start it. So I yeah, will. Maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. But, um, I'll, I'll, I'll save it. And. I like. I would like more structured, like more talking points. Like we're just kind of chatting right now about shit, and we're trying to, you know, it'd be like that. But uh, okay. once it, uh, once it's objective, it's gonna be fun. See, that's why. That's what I think I'm gonna end up doing is is probably I'm gonna have a, a facet to have conversation and dialogue with people, and maybe yeah. interview people, and then mm-hmm. and then I want to do something that was maybe more a little bit. Um, once again, objective. Yeah. I don't want to say argumentative or, or debate-oriented, but... I'm not going to edit that out. What? I went to get a drink. If Joe Rogan can get up in the middle it's, of his show to go pee... It's 2 p.m. I'm getting a drink. It's 2 p.m. and he's... 2 p.m. And you didn't cheers me, which is... You should know me by now. Your mug is empty. It's not. There's coffee in it. You always
0: cheers before you have a drink. All these subtle rules that we have. Um... I, yeah, I'm not, gonna not even that. gonna take a sip. I'm, I'm not gonna edit that out. I don't believe in editing.
1: I don't care what you do. Too much censor, Too much censoring. I just feel I'm, like I'm not gonna censor myself. I'm too critical of myself. So I listen, like right now when I'm talking, I'm mm-hmm. almost listening to myself speak. And I'm critical of that. And I'm thinking, well, what are other people listening to? Like, what, what are they hearing? What are they? What do they want? Like, Not like I'm trying to answer what they want, but no, you're Mm -mm. just trying. I, my, my brain just gets into people's heads. I guess it's my own head still. Well, I get it. Rest in peace, George O'Malley. But this is this is like your first.
0: This is your first time doing this ever, right? Yeah, you've never like. I talk to myself, but this is so much different than like doing a, a, like a class presentation. You know, like I was, I was used to get nervous
1: before like standing up in front of a classroom. Great place to talk. Um, So I took a argumentation and persuasion class my final semester at FIT. Those are fun. It was one of my favorite classes that I've ever taken. And for me, my personal objective in that class was to learn how to um, not get better at public speaking, but get better at. Saying what you need to say more effectively and in less words and, and being comfortable, I guess being yeah. precise and being learning how to be confident in the things that you're saying. And that's probably just being, it's one of the 12 rules for lecturing. But see, I don't need to read the book to know. <laughs> I got like, I read the rules and I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> That's what I do before I get a book. I read the chapter list, and
0: if the chapters don't sound enticing, I don't buy it. Yeah, but continue. But so
1: the um, <laughs> this is this was also a moment of progress for me. Um, yeah. The first time the, our first mini assignment was that we had to basically make a sales pitch, mm-hmm. um, persuade the class to do something that you want to buy a product to drink that Heineken. You know, why is that Heineken taste so good? And I got up and my thing was like headphones or something. I don't remember. And I just, I like, I bombed and I looked at him like mid presentation and I was like, do I have to keep doing this? And I sat there and I was like, did I really just say that? <laughs> did I really just pussy out like that? I was mad at myself <laughs> because I looked up at the class and I was like, I see it in their faces. Like I just, I just bitched out. Yeah. And then at the end, like fast forward, um And this also go I think this is it has something to do with like your your uh, level of comfortability with being vulnerable around people um, and as you go on throughout the semester, you know the people more, so you're more comfortable talking to them. I didn't really know everybody in the class. I was cool with a couple of them, so it was easier. but I remember um, so this girl, our final presentation was um, you either had to do a debate. Um, make a presentation or some other third option or write a paper Um, but both the two main ones are presentations and and this one girl got up and um, she did a presentation about something that it was like a blanket uh, organization that did a lot of things and there was one there was something about it that she was glossing over which was like the main reason why people had a problem with that and she was saying, people hate this because of this, but look at all the good it does. And it's like, you're, you're forgetting what... In my chest, I was like, she needs to understand that she's being dishonest to this class. And in my head, I felt the responsibility to say something. So I started not getting nervous, but the anxiety of she's going to want smoke. The anxiety of rebuttal. And I'm for it. Like, I'm with it. But yeah. my body is like... Really, dude? But in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm this. Like, give it to me. Yeah. Like, give it to me. Um, which is, uh, was a little untamed at the time. Um, and eventually, after her presentation, I got up and I said something. I was like, yo, you can't, because that's blah, blah. And the class was like, word, we feel you. Yeah. And it was good. But the moment that I'm talking about didn't come until <laughs> later, because I also had to do a presentation that was basically about to shit on what she had just said. And it was going to reinforce what I got up to just say. And I knew that, you know, the majority of FIT is, is female. It's is women. And did you know female is being considered derogatory term towards women? Because female is not human. It's the sex. So calling... It'd be like me calling you, hey, male. Yo, male. Like, come over here, male. It's like, don't say that. It's weird. But anyways, um, so... I was about to get up and just, I knew I was prepared for this, this debate. I was debating, I chose to debate. Yeah. And I knew that the kid, we had to work on it together, but I knew that I was about to just crucify him. And, um, I was nervous about it because I don't know why, but I remember just having this moment with myself, my heart was beating so fast that it was. I could see my chest. It felt like I was I was taking Adderall again. Like my, yeah. it was I saw my chest coming out. And I remember I was like, Yo, "What the fuck is this?" Like, what is it? And I had to sit down and have a a talk with that part of me. Yeah. And I almost had to personify it and say like, "What's wrong? why are you freaking out?" And I figured out what it was, and it was almost like you're comforting your girlfriend who's crying, you know, mm-hmm. or she's having a panic attack and and I was comforting like that broken part of me yeah. and when I tell you my heartbeat went flat again like it, it went back to normal after I had that conversation with myself it did it literally went down and I was like alright yeah, like we got this and it was like you know you hug afterwards and then I got up and I, I killed the presentation and I was like that is the power of just sometimes you just gotta get inside your own head and have a chat mm-hmm. with yourself that was like, a long story for something simple no
0: not, no, because it's, it's a deep thing. Like, you know, you got the the angel and the devil on each shoulder and like you got to kind of figure out what's what's
1: going on between your ears. See, I don't have too many people to bounce things off of without sounding a little odd. So I, I personify them, I I turn, um, I turn those strong parts of me into people and, and I kind of talk to them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which sounds weird, but it makes me understand myself so much better. And I have a relationship with myself. Because even if if you're not someone who will do that and turn your voices into people and do the strange shit that I do, even if you're not like that, life is kind of like this strange journey with the body that you inhabit. And the body, I don't want to say it has a personality of itself, but... It has its own lingo, I guess. And it has its own needs and wants. And it has its own voice that comes out in those actions. And mm-hmm. and you're just kind of existing with it along the way. Because you, you recognize at a certain point that you're separate from that entity. Yeah. And some people, I don't think they ever no, not understand at all. that. Not at all. And that's uh, where the spiritual awakening divide comes, you know. Yeah. They don't see anything outside of their conditioning. Yeah. Well, they, we used to talk about this a lot. <clears throat> like the
0: what was it like the the gray area of things like when people say you know you, you look at everything so black and white like it's either this or that but then you're you're you, and you open me up to that like the whole gray area read between the lines kind of thing because mm-hmm. i not I, what they're saying it's what they're doing that's different but or it's behind it's it's what what is it behind what they're saying yeah like that's 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 the whole thing
1: like when people say why do you care? Like, why are you, if I'm if I'm talking to somebody about something and they say, why do you care? Like, why do you give fuck so much? Like, just you know, like leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you look at why I'm I'm saying this and what? Yeah, that's a different. I don't know. Oh, not really. People and I do the same thing too. It's like leave me alone. Like, why are you trying to help me? It's like they're trying to give you love and yeah. be there for you, and you're not realizing that. You're pushing them away, and that's yeah. what's making them come closer yeah. to you. I, I think that
0: communication and conversation is so simple, and that's why it's so difficult to.
1: Should be simple, but it's not.
0: No, no. It, well, it is simple in in reality, but in theory, when it comes down to everything like body language, and again, context, and you know what someone's background is, or the things that they've experienced, it, it's like all these different things that are factors to just basic communication like something as simple as like you saying hi to a stranger in public or like you holding a door for someone and they don't say thank you bro like like what is like you can tell a lot about someone just from like simple shit like that Mm -hmm. just from like a base level like two strangers I was going into the bookstore earlier and the place was locked. I didn't know that, but I was about, to, I was trying to hold the door for the person that was behind me. It was locked and I kind of like turned around and gave like an awkward smile and I got one back and like a, you know, thank you. And then like, I, we walked away. It's like, you, you can tell so much about someone. Like you could have easily laughed at me. You could have called me a moron. You could have done nothing and just stood there. And I think those little subtle things kind of tell you a little bit about the kind of personality someone has. But when you really get into like having a, an in-depth conversation, kind of like what we're doing now, except I, I would say the only difference is, is if the person sitting across from either of us was a complete stranger, that's, it, it's very complex because I can, I understand you to an extent and you understand me to an extent, like a pretty deep, in a, in a deep way because we've known each other for so long. But when it comes to someone that you don't really know that well, like I'm scared to have people on here that I haven't met in person because it's like, I'm not going to be able to understand those subtle cues that you have. Yeah. You know, it's something that's so complex. Mm -hmm. It's scary. And that's where I think like doing a presentation or debate, uh, that's where all that, nervousness comes from. If I like, say this, are they going to know what I meant? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to do a debate, um, senior year. And I remember while I was doing the debate, I started to go into detail about something and I completely, I knew what I was going to say, but I didn't want to say it that way. Cause I didn't want to be too direct. And for some reason, like, when the debate was over with, I, and I sat down, I was like, I knew what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So why didn't I just say that? Like, why did I beat around the bush to to try to make a point instead of just making
1: the point? I think you've always, I mean, I don't, I speak very direct, so, like, I don't mean to, like, but I feel like you've always had a problem with just saying what you feel. Yeah. And saying what you want. Yeah. It's
0: because it's, of whatever, you know, but. It's, it's a recent development over, like, the past I mean, year or so. I think this is just helping you with that. No, definitely. And like I. You find your voice. I think that, yeah, but like I said, you know, I'm still hesitant to have a stranger on. Even though I've been reaching
1: out to a lot of people. Well, um, what is it about it that makes you so uncomfortable? Or not? Or just Not uncomfortable. Awkward. Just like the,
0: I, I would want to be able to have it. And like, what we're recording right now, we're very, we're, we're here and there and kind of everywhere in between. But that's just how we flow with each other because we get each other. But... If I had a stranger on, I feel like it It would just be different. You know, like I want to. There, there's no part of me that's saying I don't want to have a, a,
1: a new face on here. I, I think a different quality inside of you is going to take over. I can only speak from my own experience. It may, but I, I would still want it to be genuine. Yeah, no, it is. It's just, and I was thinking about this while you were talking, not to say I wasn't listening, but I was thinking like, I've been able to recently like identify different like modes that my, my brain goes into. I feel that. And I love it. I, I know what you're talking about already. Keep going. I, there's this mode I have that's like super vicious mm-hmm. and its like, Essence and it's very like prodding and picking. Like I'm going to find out. I did this the other day, and I don't have a chill button. You you, so you poke, f- you poke. You you've done this to me. Really I don't. Before. I try not to do it to you, cause you're a precious flower. But <laughs> 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 but some people in the world, just, they just it's like, nah, man. You don't don't say that. But oh, sorry. Um, I have this, this different part of me that is almost, I wouldn't say interrogative, but it's like a, it's almost like an interview kind of mindset. And, and I, that, that social reading and the micro, um, uh, not aggressions, micro, the micro, uh, just nuances that people do, the little tiny things that just tell you everything. They're like, they're that's, like, you that's, know, how readers, If you read and, you know, and I do this too because I love words. I'm not much of a reader. I try, but you see a sentence and there's just so much in that sentence. You just get so much from it. And that's how I am when I see someone just do something very little. I go, wow, I, I literally just saw your whole life. Yeah, And that's, people might say that's extreme and that's not accurate, but I... no. I take a lot of time and consider. That's my one of my art forms. Is I really I, I put in a lot of time to get that right, and it's still not perfect. But it's like the same the same angle that you would look at it from when
0: because we had English class together in high school, and we would always read the books, and they would be you know there's a lot behind like Shakespeare or other poets or philosophers or whatever. But when you're reading something like I don't know. This is, this was something that we'd see a lot when we were in high school, like a meme on, on Twitter. Like the sentence says, the sky is blue. And then the teacher looks at the class and is like, all right, what does it tell us about the character? And you're like, the fucking sky is blue. It doesn't tell us shit. (laughs) This is different. I mean, but then toward the end of the story, like the sky is blue again. So you're like, why, why is it necessary to point out that the sky is blue? Like what is... We don't understand What's gonna what happened in the beginning? That's gonna happen in the end. And when it comes to like a you know putting it to reality, it like the the same thing that you just said. Like, what are the things you say or write or speak? Like, what do those little things say about you? Right. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah, no, that's a big one. That's a oof. Jesus. That's part of like. I would say being a man, but that's part of being an individual, a human. becoming an adult, is,
0: um... A properly functioning human being that can communicate.
1: Say what you mean, mean what you say. Yeah. Don't just say shit to say shit. Say it because there's a reason behind it, and you mean mm-hmm. My theory about being a man is, like, once again, I hear bullseye. Um <laughs> But it, I do think it's it's literally comes down to that is is doing things for a reason, doing things for somebody. That that's more the man part is protecting. Oh, that's a good question. Do you feel like there is a part of you that just? Do you feel like there's a part of you that is innately geared towards protecting something that feels like it needs something to protect? Are we talking like? Casey, Bullseye, um oh,
0: Yeah, of course, definitely.
1: That's just like, if anything, like, nothing even needs to happen. It's just that zone that your brain is surrounded around them. Yeah. When I'm around, like, it's like when I'm around, you know, any of my exes when we were dating, I just have this, like, shell where it's like, don't. I'm pumping my chest out and, like, making, like, a... <laughs> I get it. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's... It, you know, of course... Not my, I'm not doing it on purpose, though. It's something that I feel within me. It's it's
0: unexplainable, and who knows if it... it, it I don't think it's something that's exclusive to just men. You know? I, I, I think...
1: I don't know. We don't have women here.
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> definitely
0: when it comes to, you know, my dog, like that's my child. Or when it comes to my wife or my mom, like... Of
1: course I'm going to be protective, you know? That's one of the reasons why you have a pet, though, is because it's, it's not the only reason. Like, you didn't buy a pet, like, I'm buying you so I can fucking protect you. No, not at all. But the, just the simple fact that you own a pet, it brings like a...
0: It's the stereotypical, you know, we just, I don't have a child. But it's going to sound like I'm saying I have a child. Like, you you have a newborn. And you're holding it you and you're like, I'm never gonna let anyone hurt you. It like you It's yeah, exactly. that like not not possessiveness, but like
1: Protectiveness. You're it's that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's what it is. It's odd. I never really like it's it. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I never really That's like felt that I, I can't remember, but you know. I got this because someone at work asked me this and or maybe I asked them or someone asked someone and and his answer was yes. He's like, I just feel like I need to protect my mom like mainly because the man of the house um, like the only man of the house yeah and that that's
0: you know man of the house thing that that whole that's such a weird thing I never got over that a little bit yeah but that, that's been something that's I don't know ever since like fucking cavemen you know like I'm going out to hunt so yeah. you're hold, hold it down you know hold the fort down hold the cave down
1: yeah you know it's in our DNA yeah and that's why I think fathers are so it's, I like that. It's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's part of our nature. Because... It's just a scary thing to
0: commit. People try to make it so... It, I'm not I'm not going to try to get into anything here, and I'm not implying anything by saying this, but I, I think that there are some people that think certain character traits, personality traits, what whatever you want to call it, applies to only either men or women. And I think... In the sense of that protectiveness, and that you know, don't fuck with my, my my people or my possessions or anything. My cubs. I, I think a lot of it. Well, yeah, but even then, you know, that that could be the mom or mom or dad bear that rips you to pieces because you're near their cubs. But what's the story? So it, I, I'm saying one of it it lies heavily toward the side of that being like a a masculine trait, but it's a masculine trait so you know females can have masculine aspects of their personality i'm i'm out with casey at the mall and she thinks that someone's staring at me so like she grabs my hand or like gets closer to me or something like that that protectiveness is still there like you're you're basically just you're you're like an animal would do you're puffing out your chest and saying like back the fuck off we're just animals guys
1: like we we, yeah we are oh guess what celebrate international women's day celebrate with sounds of those who run the world Is today international women's day it is shout out to yo shout out to women across the world for holding it down in every aspect
0: i like it man we we live in a while the world is really shitty huh i said for holding us accountable That's very true, and I was about to—I was about to get to that. The world is very shitty, but I think that a lot of men, myself included, are grounded because of the women that we have in our life. Yeah, you know, what if, what if, not to personal life.
1: What if solely your dad raised you? I have no idea, dude. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea where. (laughs) No idea. That would be. I feel like I'm hanging on a limb with just my mom recently, me, but yeah,
0: I, I would be. I would probably be a very spiteful person. I'd probably be very like I, I'm pessimistic about a lot of stuff, but I'm pessimistic in like a in a curious and like what, what's the word skeptical sense. Like I want to know more, so that's why I'm pe- pessimistic. Yes. About things, but I'm not like a negative person. I I feel like being a pessimism and negativity are like two completely different things. They're related. Like, I, I would say that they're, like, cousins to each other, but they're they're not the same.
1: What were the two again?
0: Pessimism and negativity.
1: Pessimism and negativity. I think maybe you're confusing negativity. I think those are the same, and I think you're thinking of pes- or, uh, realism and pessimism. Oh, because people who are always negative, I mean... It's kind of pessimistic in its, in its nature. I...
0: I I'm going to have to I'm going to have to read a lot into that and write something about it the the pessimism and negativity and realism and all that that's interesting that's an
1: interesting point well I have something that I that I noted that I want to get back to but okay uh, god damn it but so and I'm going to I hate that I'm going to bring up Naruto but that was like the main principle that they were fighting over it, it, their their own like internal squabbles were their own but in essence the show was about how to live mm-hmm. how to, to to rule the world under a pessimistic uh, intimidation factor mm-hmm. or to lead with love and to unite with love and, and yeah. optimism and we can do this through the power of love versus we can't because everyone's shitty we need to make sure that they're scared of us yeah well, now that you say that... Maybe both you can exist at the same time, maybe? Which yeah, is what they did.
0: Maybe you can both be right? Which goes back to what we were talking to earlier. I, <laughs> this is so... This fucking happens every time I do... it. When I sit down with, with Pat or you and we're having a conversation... And we'll talk about one thing and then an hour later we'll talk about something else... That perfectly relates to what we were talking about earlier. We started but, kind
1: of off, but we're getting into a
0: nice... spot. Yeah, which is fine. It's perfect. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Now, I was just going to say... I I would say being pessimistic would have to be you understand and you see that there's good on the surface. And then you come in with the, but, you know, what if this is also one of the things that's going on that hasn't been presented to us yet? Where I think that being negative would just be like, fuck that person, fuck everything they stand for. But being pessimistic would be like, is a good guy. But we don't know everything about him yet, so... Do
1: you think so... that's rooted in, like, a um, a constant disappointment? What do you mean? In someone's life. For them to be that pessimistic, they have to have been... I, th- I think that pessimism comes with exposure to things. But it's how you react to those things. True. Everyone... Not everybody experiences the same thing, but we all live in the same world. The, the cliche quote and of life is 10% what happens and 90% of how you react to it? I mean, I believe that the universe provides opportunities for you and it's up to you to act on it or not. Yeah. What um, percentage that is, I don't know. It's just some It's some cliche quote. Will. That power Someone will. said before. But, yeah, you have the option how to re- You have the opportunity. No. When you're when you're young, your emotions kind of get the best of you, and that's why we look back at it so strangely. Because it's like we didn't have really too much of a say in 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 what happened, nor how we reacted to it. And now that we're adults, we're kind of like, that sucks. I mean, it sucks because it made such a lasting impression on us. Yeah. And it's like that's unfair. Like, couldn't you just given me an ounce of? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I think it could be rooted in something like it experiences in your childhood or how you were raised, Mm -hmm. of course. But I, I just think personally in my case that it comes with just being exposed to more.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you learn new things, you learn different aspects of things that you already knew. You just, you, you approach it from a different angle and then you kind of start to see like, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but something that you thought was so like perfect or ideal to begin with is still good but it's not great like Jerry Seinfeld like on the show on on, on Seinfeld he was a pessimist because he's like, yeah, we'll go see the movie. Or, like, what was the episode with uh, Babu's restaurant? When when Babu had the restaurant and no one was coming into the restaurant. So he goes in and he gets the food. And he's like, the food was great, but. And there was always a but there. And, like, with, with Larry David on his show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, there was always, like, a but or, like, a. This is great. I love your party. I love, you know, I met your aunt or whatever. But, you know. And, and those are, like, obviously fictional scenarios, but. I feel like pessimism is just like the but or the and or the maybe of life.
1: Yeah, it stands to represent. But
0: negative is just like you walk into the party and you're like, nah, I'm going to go grab a drink and just sit in the corner because I don't like any of these people. Even though I don't know them.
1: Kind of similar, but from a different... I think that's how it it rises in our everyday life. How it appears in our everyday life. But I think... That it's rooted somewhere else. Yeah, I mean... I just think... I don't know. That's a whole... I've been struggling with that personally, how to, how to, to live. How am I going to die? Am I going to struggle to my death? Like, Meaning, like, am I going to suffer all the way to just... Like, I'm going to die. I know that sounds so cliche, but it's like the end game of this... Because for all we know, it's going to cut black. Yeah. And Will... you going to... The, the Willow had a, a, a lasting impact on this topic in my life. Because mm-hmm. with her... And I hate that I'm saying this a lot, because I know people might hear it, but with her... she inspired so many people and my mom asked me this the other day because one of her, the ladies that she works for passed away and, and she was she was telling me about it and then I brought up Willow and I was and she said well she inspired so many people she did all this and I don't know what it was about hearing my mom say that but I just looked at her and I was like yeah but she lost so what's that mean? because she was telling a story that was about beating the unbeatable and i was facing i'm still facing something that i deem to be almost unbeatable yeah and for her to preach to that it's like i can do this too and then it's like maybe you cannot yeah and i think that
0: and this is kind of odd cuz i'll i'll just kind of i'll think about death sometimes like not in detail but just the fact that like, you know, I'm sitting watching a show with Casey and then, you know, I, I fast forward how many decades into the future and I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to be dead. Like, I'm not going to be here and I'm not going to be able to do any of these things that I'm doing right now. But a lot of people find like a beauty in that because then that's like, yeah, make the most. I can do whatever I want while I'm
1: here and it won't matter.
0: Make the most while you can of life and the, the things that you're given. And I think that's what the... I think that's what like the appreciative factor of life comes from, from a lot of people. Cause they're like, I have, I don't want to say one shot, but like I have one life and I'm going to make it the best that I can. So like, that's why it's like a very like a beautiful idea to, to a lot of people is death because they're like, you know, Shit, I, I, man, I'm going to make this, wait. I'm going to make this the best that I can Fine. because fuck, I might, I might, I might only get one chance to do it. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people, um, I feel like, like. C- celebrities that are just always so busy. Je- Jesse Itzler talked about it on, um, God, what was it? I think it was Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was saying um, that he, he, he spent, I think a week or two at a Buddhist, uh, in, in a Buddhist community. And he started to look at things from like a different angle. Like, My parents are, I think he said something like my parents are 80 or 82 or whatever. And he sees them every two years or something like that. And he's like, so in 10 years, roughly, like my parents might not be around. So I'm only going to see them five more times. Mm. So he started to look, that's how he started to look at it. He was like, I'm only going to see them five more times. So each time that I see them, I know that it's not... You know, I got I got ten years to, to do yeah, all this stuff. It's I have five opportunities to do this, so I'm gonna make it the best that I can, and then it's gonna be more beautiful to you because you're understanding that there's there's kind of a limit to things. Like as we get older, is you know I got this one opportunity, and then when that's done, and you're on the plane ride home, you're like, ah, oh, I only got four more chances. So
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make each opportunity the best that I can. You know, what I think about a lot. I think about the last thing that I say to people just before I leave them. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I it, and it's always rooted in, in the fact that they might die, I might die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How did I leave that relationship? Did I... Yeah. Was I being a dick? Like, if I leave the house mad at my mom, or like I slip up and I say something that I look at as like kind of rude, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, what if you get hit by a car? Or what if she slips and falls and cracks her head open? Mm-hmm. And her last thought about you, the last thing that you said to her was like some dumb shit. I would be ripped apart even more. Like I, you know, so, and that's why I I make sure I dab up my friends before I leave. Mm. Cause it's just that thing. It's like, I'm not going to leave without saying goodbye to you. Not that I believe in goodbyes, but you know, always don't ever leave the table mad. Don't ever leave the house mad. I mean, Mm. if you got to air out, I mean, one thing. I mean, if you ask me personally, I'll, I'll say that I think everybody should learn how to discipline their emotions and all that mumbo and solve it in the moment. Get so good at talking about yourself and, and understanding others that you have the capacity to be like, alright, well, what just happened? Can we separate ourselves from that madness and talk about it and and maybe see our way out of this before we even have to go anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that, just it. That's forever. That's one of the things that lasts forever. Is if you, you and your your husband get into an argument, and he storms out, and he like gets by gets hit by a car, and he never gets to come over and hear your apology, or you never get to apologize to her. It's like, oh, that, that's oh, very yeah. Oh, and, it's like it's that's you cannot fix that. Yeah. Oh. So it's
0: like. Every, every opportunity that you have mm-hmm. is the, you're given a choice to make things perfect, which I think is very contradictory, which is something that's abundant in everyone's life is contradiction, like self-contradicting mm-hmm. because I was talking about how I'm a pessimist, but now I'm also going to say that I, I try to make every situation that I'm in as best as I can, mm-hmm. despite being pessimistic a lot about mostly that maybe that doesn't make you a
1: pessimist maybe that actually makes you an optimist by action
0: yeah yeah but
1: again the thing about optimists is they know that maybe something's messed up but they're going to do the best thing in their power to make sure that it comes mm -hmm. out the opposite
0: where optimism can kind of be worse at at, in at times like say okay so imagine the movie 300 Mm-hmm. You know, you know how they all die at the end, and they carry Leonidas back on his shield. They're like, yeah, you, yeah fucking everyone dies. Three, okay, three hundred came out like over <laughs> ten years ago. So if you haven't seen it by now, you deserve the spoiler. They all die, no, pretty much. But I, I think, th- I mean, they weren't being optimistic. But Gerard Butler's <laughs> character was like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna fight these fucking guys, and if we die in the process, like, yeah, fuck it. Like he wasn't being optimistic like he was just kind of doing his job and like, well, that's about having
1: resolve in life filling the yeah, exactly, it's but about being ready to give it up at any moment because you know what you're giving it up for. Yeah, but this is my legacy In a sticky situation,
0: I feel like I would prefer pessimism because I feel like there's a little bit of practicality behind that than just optimism like oh yeah, Were like they outnumbered. Uh, greatly. I can't yeah. remember. I'm going to look at it. The the arrows, the whole bl- the arrows will block out the sun thing, it literally happened. Like, it fucking eclipsed in the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Do you oh, remember they, that? And, oh, then they just all died, right? They didn't all die. There were some guys that were really fucked up. Um, the guy that was t- nar- kind of narrating the movie and telling the story with the eye patch. Yeah. He was the one that was, he fought with them. Jesus. And at the end of the movie, he was like telling the story of, you know. And, like, this is why we should go do this, because Leonidas was the goat, and... There are so many arrows. Fuck, yeah. There's a lot of arrows. Shane's watching the video right now. Jesus
1: Christ.
0: But that's having that
1: kind of up. mentality... Imagine people had armies that size at one point. Yeah. See, that's the thing to me. is like, what if you're the that guy in that front row when those two, like, hordes of... of Factions are are literally about to crash into each other like waves like yeah. if you're in the front and like this but impact you, from like, that? that if that's coming at you and you're even if you're in battle mode like yeah you're probably going to die you're you're either going to like, die from being you? speared
0: or you're going to die from being just Dreadful. fucking smushed between it's like, that's the equivalent of Black Friday shoppers that stand at the door waiting for them to open. And they, the they get trampled. That. Absolutely never. That's the thing. And that's, you know, what they're doing is they're being optimistic that they're going to be the first through the door and that they're going to get all the shit that they want. That's Where like my selfish. ass is going to sit home or I'm just going to passively stand in the back and be like, if it's not here, I'll order it in two weeks when the fucking Cyber Monday sale goes up. Because no one's going to trample me while I'm on the internet adding yeah. things to my shopping cart. Something that... um there's time for everything there's a time to be pessimistic and optimistic and pissed off and happy and, and that's
1: why I think that being uh, realistic or having realism in your life is the best way to go yeah it's that shit stings for some people though yeah, because some people don't know how to accept <laughs> reality yeah that's um that's that's um one of the the big issues I think that that's that's happening in our uh, World, new political environment. There's a lot of people who don't know how to just accept it and that's not a, accept that's it, a weird thing. That's yeah, not accept it not accept, accept it, not accept the situation that's going accept on, reality, and accept no things that, that don't agree with them. No, let's do this. Ready, accepting yourself for who you are and your place mm-hmm. in the world, yeah, and being like confident in that. I guess, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Everyone, like, don't get me wrong, there are people who are just confident as fuck you know yeah. like they're just whatever you name it they're beautiful they have a wonderful talents they talk really nice they mm-hmm. got cute eyes whatever you ever see someone
0: on instagram and you're like fuck them they, they know that they look good fuck them like they posted this picture yeah. knowing that people were gonna like it because they know that they look good
1: i say fuck them because <laughs> because you you want that level of confidence no not cockiness it's more but of confidence a, i see in my head i bring them down I'm like, yeah, but you don't know shit about nothing. Like, this is... Be. This is, like, this is it for you. They also Like, could. you're getting a lot of likes that's feeding your ego, and yeah. that's it. No, I agree. And I almost kind of, like, marvel in the fact that they're so warped by this this addictive system. And, and then you meet them, and you're like, oh, that, that's that's it. It's that's like, it. you're not a shit, bro. Like, <laughs> but something that I, I wanted, because that social media is going to, it's a, it's a wormhole... Uh, um, we were talking about I forgot what we we're talking about, but recognizing yourself and everyone. That's something that I had to understand when <coughs> I first started gearing myself towards um, uh, understanding people was seeing that, you know, I'm really not that different from these people, and they're not that different from me. We might be byproducts of something different, drastically different, but at the root of it all, we all function the same way. Like we all have a brain. Mm-hmm. Our brains are, are different, but the brain does the same thing and, and it has a lot of similar. I'm not a neuroscientist, but you know, it. it I know that would were you to have been in, in a similar circumstance that you'd probably be just like me or maybe I would be just like you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of humbling. That's the most humbling thing in my life at this point is, is realizing that I could have been just like you, the guy that the, the rich kid that I make fun of in my head mm-hmm. for not having any perspective on life because he had it easy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I realized that she, would I have been that person's kid somebody like me would have been making fun of me and I would have had no control over it.
0: <laughs> and or that's unfair. You wouldn't have even been aware of it.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be aware of the own s- my own... S- <laughs> yeah, you're right. You'd you know what happens, but you wouldn't know the exact... The the exact... The exacts about it, like, I'll say. Like, try going up to somebody and being like, I'm better than you because you don't know shit. They're gonna be like, what did I do to you? Yeah, it, uh, It's just a little bit of resentment, but... Yeah, recognizing yourself and everybody it warrants a certain type of love yeah towards anyone
0: well i i think that and this this is a very this is very rigid to talk about because there's so many different aspects that can be applied to it but like people that are financially well off like i don't know let's take you could say mark zuckerberg bill gates they know a lot of shit they're rich but then you look at people like us that they live in a you know middle class type neighborhood that have more money, or they live in a middle class based type middle middle class type suburb. See. It, yeah, I know.
1: It's it's, it's not it's, it's.
0: But the area you're so close to Greece though. Yes. Yeah, but the the people that have more, like physically and financially, from what I've noticed have less when it comes to relationships that they have with, like, f- friends, family, siblings, Who parents. People that, that come from, like,
1: lower income?
0: No. People higher income? People that have more. Oh, they have better Pe- relationships? No, they have worse. Oh. From what I've noticed, and obviously this doesn't apply yeah, to no. everyone, but from, from the few examples that I've seen, which, again, that's why it makes it very rigid and very vague for it's- me to say it, is... I see that they have less. I'm not going to apply that it's that perspective to everyone that financially has more. I'm not hating on people that financially are better off because personally, what I like to be there, yeah. But what I like to have the perspective and the the mindset that I have, where I'm open to new things and I'm willing to mm-hmm. learn, than rather just you know base my my happiness and all my mm-hmm. all the advancements that I make in my life, or relationships, job, career, finances, whatever. Solely on the fact that my house is bigger, my car is shinier, uh, fuck you. And that's why, you know, like I, w- I would, rather have, th- that's why I like, you know, doing this and writing. And th- the first time I ever recorded this is like, I want to talk about like the process of life and how people work is because no one ever sees that. They just see you ending up in like a big house or driving like a, a crispy white Range Rover, like they drove by it. on the way to pick you up yeah. and they just look at you and they're like look at that fucking guy but like you know absolutely nothing about what they went through you only like, saw me in my winning season you haven't exactly never saw
1: you wasn't with me shooting in the gym
0: right <laughs> no, no one ever sees that that, that whole off season thing
1: the, your losing season I like I call it yeah, yeah. A, a lot of uh, the season of losing Well, Not like a, you're losing a battle like a, you're
0: a lot of the season things. a lot of the season is based off of the off season like that's the whole that's the whole thing to the people that are in the. Look at LeBron for example. Like a lot of the shit that he does in the off season applies to how his regular season is.
1: Something that I wanted to say about what you said was it's not my place to. Um, judge your relationship with somebody and no. say that like I don't know your relationship with them. How can I say that you have less? Like what if. Your relationship is so what if you have like a nice family everything is good in your life and and the only thing that you really need is like that one friend who just will just sit with you and talk about nothing and just Mm -hmm. you guys can just kick it and just watch Netflix like what if that like that connection might mean the world to somebody whereas somebody else might literally need like a whole lot you know Yeah. did we even finish up that point that you're making just recognizing yourself and everybody yeah I mean, it just, it changes how I look at the world, because I'm someone, see, inside of me, like, I have a lot of, like, um, I wouldn't, say like, nasty emotions, and, and, and I, they get taken out on people in my head, like, I don't, like, say shit to people, mm-hmm. but in my head, I can be toxic towards others, and... <laughs> Recognizing this had an impact on my internal peace, because I know how to talk to people. It's yeah. it's how I feel about the world yeah. and how I feel about myself. And recognizing that you are you could have, I believe it's Hindus, right? They believe that uh, we're this one kind of entity that is living so many lives, or it's living through every life, and it goes back and forth through time, and it mm-hmm. and it. Maybe can't pass over to the other side until it's lived every life. Yeah, that's kind of like
0: a. I have no idea. I have no idea where that came from.
1: Well, that's kind of what it is. My personal belief is that. (sighs) Okay. So my personal belief on the universe is that, and as far as our spirits is that, um, I think that. What do I think? (laughs) <laughs> I think that we're all kind of the same thing, and and we're connect. We're all different, but we're connected through the same like um, vibe or energy network. This this stream of consciousness that that flows in and around every living thing. Um, it's connected, and I think our subjective experiences with life are what makes us individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm so weird, man. I, I'll talk to myself, and like, I'll see a cat walk by in the middle of the night. And I'm like, that cat. The cat wasn't listening to what I was saying, but that living organism heard what I was communicating. And it was. It, it, it gets received somewhere by some part of the universe. I don't. It's strange to, to consider there, there be one God. I think that we're all kind of we all kind of have slices of divinity within ourselves. And I think that um I think that finds its way to all of us. Like this world is so big and I do not believe in coincidences. So when those things happen, when those things happen, those things where you go that was just too strange to happen. That that that's that's a sign. That's what that is. When you mm. say that, I feel like that's just the natural world just talking back to you. I don't think it's God. I think yeah. there might be something that made this universe, but yeah. And as far as the immediate world, I think we're all
0: yeah. And I would have, I would have a different take on that since I'm not really like for it. religious or anything. Yeah. But I would agree that you know your your actions and the the things that you put out kind of will attract. Certain outcomes. Law of attraction.
1: But yeah, law of thing. attraction. Like you're probably just communicating. Sorry, it's yours. but
0: No, you're fine. Go, go. I yeah.
1: think that... that, 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 that <laughs> no. Say it. The law of attraction is literally, it's what I'm saying, is you're you're connecting, you're, you're tuning in to the natural world and, and the natural flow of things and you're kind of... I've said, I say this to myself all the time. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Not at all. And we as humans are founded on the essence of teamwork. Mm -hmm. We like we evolved because of the sharing of information. Yeah, and and because we were able to work with each other so well. Yeah, and um, that's that's
0: how things come to be. Is you know someone has an idea and they have a team around them, whether it's direct or indirect. mm -hmm. Like, you know, the stuff I do doesn't necessarily come with a team. I think it's kind of like a, a, a one-man band. This is but a
1: collaborative effort, though. It,
0: it is, because you're not you're not directly involved in my show every other time, but this time you are, so you're now a part of it. So you're, you're not, I, I don't want to say contributing to, but you're a factor of, like, the environment that I, I function in. And that's, you know, outside of everything I do, like, you're also a part of my life. Just like, you know, other friends or parents or parents of my friends are. And it just, it's all a, I don't want to say external, but like those outside things. A product of everything is based off of a team. It's teamwork is. Whether it's direct or indirect, there's a team. Someone has, everyone has a team. It just depends on what the team consists of.
1: That's why, and I feel like most people don't. feel like nobody recognizes it. But when I'm working with somebody to achieve a common goal, I feel this um, this tingling in my uh, in my center that is probably because I'm doing something that is so. Um, what's the word? It's, it's deep rooted in my genetics. It feels like I am. Uh, uh doing something that the universe is founded upon or there's there should be a word for this it feels right it feels like i'm doing the divine task yeah it's like the the foundation of why you exist yeah it's like this is su- this is such a human experience right now i almost feel like an alien cuz i experience my emotions through that lens of like so this is what this emotion like this is what they do like this is what humans do um so I don't know that's another rabbit hole but yeah I feel a part of it I feel connected to it I'm just weird like that but yeah that's basically why teamwork is so see now we're getting scattered
0: no, we're not getting scattered. I just think that a lot of simple concepts are really deep, and that's why people suffer from, you know, so many personal issues. They don't because they don't. I don't want to say they don't understand, but they don't appreciate the depth of things, like how deep the simple things really are. I mean, it's, but here we are talking for almost you know two hours about.
1: And I can do this with a you lot of shit until the sun goes down. Truthfully, I yeah, really could. Yeah, but it's something that's your take on life, how you experience it, how you experience it, it's all subjective. It 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 is what it is to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What were we talking about again?
0: I'm not sure. <laughs> let's let's wrap this up.
1: You so wanna wrap it up. Yeah, we we got to wrap
0: it up. We <laughs> got we got to get got oh, to get going. Oh, we do. But um well, I, I think that we touched on a lot of shit that I, I'm actually going to listen to this whole thing and make
1: some notes and there's going to be other other things that we could come back to. Well, let me just wrap that up. I think my, my personal life has been kind of this search for truth mm-hmm. of like what really happened because, you know, out of all the negative things that happened in my life, I didn't really know what was happening and... For me, once I got to a, like, a, a good place in life, I was like, what the, f- what just even? And it just kind of set this, this, it pivoted my direction, my mindset where I just, I need to see what's happening and I need to see the truth in things. And then eventually developed into something more, something, something great. Um but the world is not just this surface place. Maybe your theory about living is is simple and that's great, you know, more power to you, but I see so much in this world. I see so, so much and I would I, I can't believe that nobody else does. I really can't. It scares the fuck out of me when I see people, I see I can smell it off of them, bro. They just <laughs> they just don't have a, a, a clue of what this is really like. Yeah, it's like meeting a, a hippie. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? What? And then they, if you've ever sat down with somebody and had them explain shit to you like that, yeah, you're like, whoa, dude! Like, I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing, you know? And yeah. then, and then it's like meeting a conspiracy theorist, you know? They'll just go on forever, but that's a little extreme, but yeah, there's there's beauty in the way the world works, and I think you'd be doing a disservice to yourself and to everybody around you to not uh, pick up on that, you know, and to not explore it for yourself. I think everybody should explore their, their own minds and, and the world around them. And yeah, there's no way to grow
0: if you don't. Yeah. Like you're just going to stay in a bubble your whole life, or at least through your twenties, which I think are, and this is just me speaking from experience as of how I've lived so far. It's like the, the twenties, and I'll consider eighteen and nineteen, and with the twenties, because when you're that age, you basically you have the mentality of you know I'm old now, I'm an adult, and so it's like a, a critical time in your life where you need to absorb things. Like you shouldn't stop doing that when you get older, and your hair starts getting gray. Um, but you, yeah, you, you just constantly have to be open to new things, even if you don't agree with them, because it helps you understand like why, are, why do people act the way they do or why do people you know approach certain situations
1: psychologists have a job for
0: a reason exactly <laughs> exactly I think that we have a shitload to, to come back to in more detail but I, I think that we have uh, we, we put out a lot of uh, what's, what's the way to say this put out a lot of tree branches that we have to climb I'm onto too. next time we talk
1: but we'll we'll go You're one at, at a time. time. Well, um, to anyone who's listening, I'm considering taking this uh, in a serious direction in my own way. Um, the whole, I guess, talking thing. So you want a community, right? I do. And, and I wanna. I mean, I want to impact people the way that I was impacted mm-hmm. when I was in like those moments where I needed something or. I was seeking something, and I found it, yeah. and I, I saw how wonderful those people were, and I just felt connected to something that I had never even known existed. What That that little experience means the world to me, and I want to give that back to somebody for sure. And if I can do that in any way, you know, I'm going to do that for sure, you know. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so.
0: All right, that's a wrap. I think we went for like two hours, but. All right. See you guys.